Hello and welcome to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Scott. I'm joined as always by my good buddy Rob and we are here to talk about all the latest news in the pro wrestling world here on a Tuesday evening here in uh, merry old England as they say. Uh, we're going to be getting into Crown Jewel and the updates to the card. We're going to be getting into uh, the TNA rebranding and our thoughts on that mm. and some actual uh, kind of interesting news that's broken recently about it as well. And we're also going to be talking about uh, you know the hot topic in wrestling at the moment i would say uh, which is what does the future hold for another englishman in mr will osprey so we'll be back talking about all that and more right after this welcome to the rebellious noise pro wrestling channel on this channel we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle we will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names. There will also be live show reviews, in-depth features, and podcasts. So make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action. You uh, for, for the kind of benefit of those that are listening on audio or even those that are listening, well, watching on video, you wouldn't have seen what I saw on my camera as that intro video was playing, which was Rob trying to sneakily fit in a sip of his Guinness. Uh, and we're both of us laughing if you could get it done in time. And then he just starts drinking it on air anyway. Don't worry, mate. This is <laughs> no a relaxed right. atmosphere here. Let's, uh, let's enjoy it. I've only got water at the moment, but it's some football on tonight. So uh, I'll probably have a beer or two as well. But hey, we're not here to talk football. We're not even here to talk beer. We're here to talk pro wrestling. And uh, as I mentioned just a moment ago, uh, those that join us on the YouTube channel, we appreciate you. We'd love it if you would subscribe. If you haven't heard already, we are now also uh, uploading audio versions on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So uh, look for the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Podcast and you'll find us there as well. But as I said earlier on, we are here on a Tuesday night to talk all the latest uh big news in the world of pro wrestling and then rob there's been quite a bit going on lately man uh, we haven't yeah. really had a chance to talk about quite a bit of it so really excited to get this pod done um let's uh we'll, we'll hold off on i think tna talk to later on and it feels weird to Ooh. actually say that Ooh. and mean tna now and not just impact yeah. wrestling uh and we'll get to that later on uh in the show uh we're also going to get to win us prayers i said but last night on raw we did get some uh new matches added to the card for crown yeah. joy shaping up already rob to uh be a pretty decent show and, and we mention it all the time we talk about these saudi shows now they used to be glorified house shows now they are canon they are part of the wwe PLE calendar and i'm mm. really looking forward to the show what are your thoughts on the uh card overall yeah, it feels like Crown Jewel has now become like it's the big big five now, isn't it? Kind it feels of really like that's does now feel a like big that. five. Kinda, of, yeah. Um, you know, great. You know, it's an extra PLE that we can actually talk about that's and I think and I say this respectfully, that they actually put a lot of care into. The first yeah. couple of years it was a little up and down. As you said, it did feel like a glorified house show. Mm. Um since then they've kind of swayed more into actually making it something and not a house show. And now, I honestly, one of them I really enjoy. But the fact that yeah. we're in the UK, you know, exactly. we, we get to watch it. At we a get to time watch first. it at a reasonable time. You're right but, there. Um, and of course, we're going to break down the matches in a moment as far as what's been announced. We won't be doing our predictions just here because, of course, mm-hmm. uh, we will be coming back for our predictions podcast, which will be coming on this channel uh, and podcast feed very, very soon. So subscribe again if you haven't already or follow us, whatever you do uh, on those platforms. We'll be back for the predictions and preview episode next week. So it's not so much of a prediction 
or preview podcast here. We're just going to talk about the card and the matches overall. Uh, of course, the, the first kind of ones that were announced uh, that kind of, you know, were bubbling under the surface for a while, of course, was Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Going to be interesting to see what happens there, of course, with uh, the potential, I guess, for a uh, heel turn uh, with Drew McIntyre. Um, talking about heels, we've got someone really playing up to their heel persona now. Of course, that is Logan Paul. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what these guys have uh, to to give us on Crown Jewel as well. Another one I got advertised uh, quite a while ago is the women's world title match, uh, a five-way there. Um, that's uh, that's going to be an interesting one as well. Again, we won't get to predictions because, we, you know, that's, uh, that's another podcast for another day. Um, but first of all, before I move into the next match, mate, what are you thinking as far as uh, the the five women in this match? Is it is it just kind of scramble and throw as many on the card, or do you think there's a purpose for each and every one of them? Again, not getting too much into the predictions mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, do you know? I think the way it's been booked, I'm happy that there's a lot more women on the card. Obviously, more women being able to perform at Saudi. At one point, we was lucky if we got one match, mm. you know, or lucky enough if we got three women on the show, you know, but to be able to have five women in just one match, and obviously they've got to add one more for EO if they do, man, it's it's so good for like the women in within wrestling right now, especially yeah. WWE to be able to be able to perform on that stage. Obviously there is a lot of restrictions when it comes to their attire, which is also something different because um, remember before they used to wear the, like, the t-shirt, t-shirt over the top. And, yeah. yeah. Nowadays yeah. they have like a longer attire. So which like is, a bodysuit. Uh, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and even that, that that restrictions kind of change a little. So yeah, that, for that, hey, happy... even that as much as, and again, it's always risky when we talk about Saudi shows because of the political side of it. But mm. um, even that has become a weird thing that I look forward to seeing the new attires for the women, what they're going to go with. So it's such exactly. a strange thing. But like, yeah. yeah, the participants in the match themselves, though, what are you thinking as far as? Of course, we've got Rhea Ripley, uh, we've got Nia Jax, um, Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, and uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Um, wait, she is still called that, right? <laughs> I always get mixed up with her name. Um, anyway, what do you think as far as like the need to have five women in this match? Um, I don't. I really don't know. Is it, is it just have they announced that it's just one a pin and done a pin and win? Oh, like elim- I'm not sure. Elimination. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that will be really interesting if they do it as an elimination. Um. Yeah. You know, I I keep saying it. Bring back a championship scramble. Everyone oh, loves a championship oh, scramble. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not against that. But the women in the match, great. The fact that Nia's kind of around that as well, which is good. Uh, she's actually she's got, been like, the most to... featured out of the challenges, I would yeah. say. Right. Um, but Stark for me, she kind of baby face turned after attacking Trish, and then what happened? Like, it... yeah, the same with the whole um... Trish thing was like yeah. we were all really into the the kind of i guess possibility that this was going to be a big thing for for a, a kind of up and comer um and while i did enjoy what they did together yeah why it was dropped like as soon as that feud was over neither yeah, of them have nothing. done anything it feels so mm-hmm. um bit of a strange one there maybe they're throwing her in this because she's gonna win the title who knows maybe. again uh not getting into my prediction just yet uh, i'm saving that for our predictions episode, where it really matters, of course, because of our league table. Um, another match to talk about is uh, the newly added Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. Now, on Raw, Damian took Cody out with uh, a chair attack on his leg. 
Uh, I did see a meme already of uh, Cody in the ring with a leg boot on, uh, with his arm raised. Did you see that? Uh, mm-hmm. But it was, uh, yeah, basically a spoiler for Crown Jewel sort of thing. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, not going to get into predictions just here. Um, but what do you think about this match? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, personally speaking, I think it's a good thing for both of them. It keeps them both busy and away from what they're really doing, which is Damian Priest someday going for a world title and Cody yeah. Rhodes someday finishing the story. So it kind of extends both those kind of, the need to kind of rush both those things essentially. So um, mm. I'm glad it's a bit of a distraction there. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I really like the idea of those two going head to head. It's a nice distraction, as you said, because there's some other members of Judgment Day that are kind of doing something else right now. Yeah. So it's still Judgment Day as a whole being like being shown, but yeah. it's not as a unit, it's as individuals to show what they can do. Um, the other thing that really stuck out to me, though, was do you remember back in, I think it was WCW, it might have WCW or really early WWF, when mm. uh, Dusty was in the leg cast, right? Mm. And uh, and obviously, uh, there were stories of Cody saying that um, Dusty would stay in it to keep kayfabe at home and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> so, are, are we going to get something similar with uh, Cody within that? Could it's do. Leg cast, but it's not officially a leg cast, so and so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are just over a week away. You'd imagine he's going to come out on Raw with it and then next week, I guess, and, and kind of say he's going to, I'm not giving up, I'm still going to be there and all this kind of stuff. Of course, Crown Jewel mm. is uh, November the 4th, so a little bit of a way away now. But of course, they're definitely going to be playing into this whole canny yeah. uh, kind of pull through. And again, once we get into our predictions episode, I'm sure we'll have a bit more of an idea as to how much they're playing into that factor as well. Uh like you, looking forward to seeing the Judgment Day member do something on their own. Uh, Priest, of course, has the money in a bank, but weirdly enough, I think still being in a position with someone like Cody, even though Priest is the one with, not a title, but you know what I mean, mm. I think this is still a good opportunity for him to kind of shine with a massive star at the moment in Cody well, Rhodes. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd say, well, like, when they were doing like, a lot of the house shows, uh, remember when you had money in a bank uh, in London this year? Mm. Um, so I went to one of the house shows um like not in London, and uh, Cody was going against a lot of the guys from Judgment Day, kind of on that circuit, yeah. or on that loop, should we say? So it's not like they're alien to each other, and they don't know how to work and things like that. Like they know what works, what doesn't work, and so on and so on. So it's it's going to be kind of it'll be refreshing to actually see it on a main screen, mm. like an actual other than that on house shows. But yeah, I'm intrigued. You know, it's, it's the, I wonder how this kind of intertwines with kind of the judgment day and obviously going up with Roman and with Cody kind of being involved and, and yeah. so being around like there's so much like it all kind of intertwines and it's, it's just a long story that's it there's a lot of moving factors with this at the moment I mean you've got the dream match I think a lot of people want to see is the judgment day versus bloodline but it's tough to know whether or not that's actually going to happen because yeah. they're both heels. Uh, they've kind of uh, intertwined, as you say, on Raw and on SmackDown. You've got the mix-up uh, of the Usos. Of course, we haven't really spoken about it, but uh, Jey Uso is no longer a tag team champion. We'll get into that in a, a little bit oh. as well, I'm sure. A uh, quick comment here from uh, Andrew Spores. Uh, wouldn't mind Co- uh, the Cody injury angle if they hadn't done it with his hand slash arm against Lesnar. Exactly that, Andy, of I course. Agree. Uh, great friend of the channel there. Thanks for joining us, mate, in the comments. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when they first 
battered his leg on Raw. I was like, again? Mm. Like, are we really doing this? And like, even that storyline, people were like, we don't need that. Like, he's already the kind of underdog in the Roman Reigns situation. Why do we need him to overcome Brock Lesnar? And it was like, okay, you know what? They pulled it off. It was quite good. Uh, <laughs> but as Andy says, it doesn't mean we need to see it again. So yeah. I really hope it's not what too... If- like, I hope he's not in a boot on Raw, basically. Yeah, I mean, let's say he is on a boot on Raw, right? What if Cody can't do it, but Jay can? So Jay steps in for Cody. Because there's already the Judgment Day bloodline. Yeah. Do I want to say connection? There's there's something there. Obviously, they stood with uh, Heyman and that. Obviously, involved in that. Yeah. There's also uh, Jimmy Uso, which could set up for something. So could that be like a swerve to do something? This is to set up this kind mm. instead, so we don't actually get Cody versus Damien. Maybe it becomes Damien be, versus Jay. But I think a bait and switch is a risky thing on a show like Crown Jewel. So, yeah, oh, 100%. That, I mean, you could still, I mean, if you announce it on Raw, that's a you kind of get away with it then because you've still got a few days. But taking Cody off a show would, I don't know, Cody would still have to be involved somehow. So it's, um, unless Cody just isn't going, which I can't see. Um, John Cena is going to be there, it seems, because John Cena was mm. um, kind of part of the early promotional talk when people first started putting it out there that it would be November the 4th. And then, of course, it got confirmed by WWE uh, that Cena was going to be a part of it. And, of course, on this, uh, you know, great run we've had him back on recently. I mean, great just to have him back, essentially. Um, so be interesting to see what he does if we do get an announcement with him in the uh, coming days. Of course, he's been heavily tied up in the kind of main event scene on SmackDown at the moment. Uh, not as a yeah. kind of wrestler, more as a kind of uh, cheerleader in the corner of, as you say there, uh, LA Knight. Yeah. Uh, going up against, of course, Roman Reigns. Again, we won't be touching on predictions just yet. But we kind of touched on this at the end of Fastlane, didn't we? we when we did our recap and review mm. of what do we do with LA Knight? Do we put him in this position here, which it felt like it might be going that way? And my idea was kind of, no, take, send him after the IC title. Like, uh, that's kind of the, what my kind of thinking for it. Because there is that risk that he doesn't win this. Again, we won't get to our predictions. I don't want to influence Rob. Rob ain't influencing me because we've got mm-hmm. a, a table to be battling out here uh, on the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling channel. But um, yeah, I am a little bit concerned that Hey, without showing all my cards, I don't think anyone's beating Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Is what I'll say. <laughs> so, uh, look, honestly, I, uh, either I don't want to say it's like a, a the Heyman. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But as much as I'm a huge fan of LA Knight, he isn't. Honestly, I don't think he's winning it, man. Yeah, like, I mean, all right, okay. Well, yes, but not, you know what? Spoiler uh, for my honest, prediction. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't winning this. No, oh, which exactly. is a shame because, like, and this is part of the problem. You want LA Knight to be a believable challenger. And when mm-hmm. he is, when he is prepped for that, even if it isn't, even if he doesn't become, because he was never the planned person to beat Roman. But I do think, as I said, I think on that stream, that that can always change. You know, if if it, they can move it away from Cody, they moved it away from, you know, Sammy was a shock, you know, kind of potential. I know, yeah. Um, so maybe LA is the answer in the end, but that would be damaged by this unless there's kind of a shenanigan finish which we've had way too many with the bloodline so that's a bit of a concern it is a bit of a worrying thing like how do you protect him again we won't go too much i keep spoiling uh uh, well kind of plugging our predictions here um but overall i'm a little bit concerned i'm excited to see them together they've been doing well on smackdown the promo back and forth have been quite good as well but for me it does feel 
uh, a little bit risky. What are your thoughts on that, mate, before we move on to our next uh, part? Yeah, it, look, as I said, I, I love LA Knight. Do I want to see him win a title? Definitely. Um, oh, you, you, don't you mean I, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, is it, is it now? Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I know I say that, it's so strange to say that because we always go, pull the trigger now. This yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. He's ready. Yeah. But I think being in a ring with Roman, I think will be the right kind of, I think Cena's going to be a part of something. The only like, thing is he can go sideways and mm. go across the raw or something like that and go after the world title. That's the only other way they can do it. Yeah. But he needs to, for me, he should have won the IC title. Uh, I know well, that kind of implies, I know, but that's got to end at some point as well. And he's got to oh, move up to that yeah. next level. As we mentioned, again, if you want to hear our thoughts a bit more in depth on that kind of possible scenario, check out our fast lane recap and review. Of course, we were talking about the show, but we did go off on a few tangents as we uh, tend to do. Uh, going back to the Cody match though, because uh, Andy's left mm-hmm. us another great comment here. It says, I'm hoping it's just a way to escalate the feud to a personal level where Priest has to put his money in the bank briefcase on the line for Cody to win and set him versus Roman part two next mania. That would be crazy. Like I'd be very upset if they take briefcase off of um, Senor money in the bank. I don't like when they do that. I get your reasoning for it though, Andy. Uh, Cause I also uh, don't like the idea of him win the Royal Rumble. So um, yeah, I that agree. just feels a bit too obvious, but, and he won last year, right? So it just, yeah, I, I don't want that. That kind of fixes that in some way, but it muddies the water as far as the money in the bank goes. I, think, I don't like when they put it online, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like sometimes going, the money in the bank going on the line can work for the greater good. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like it's not always, but for example, I know you hate it, but Otis losing it to the Miz, yeah. like it made yeah. sense. It can deal with um, the problem. <laughs> yeah, they can deal with that. You know, I don't, um, think, I don't think Priest is a problem, but yeah. No, but I think putting... It's always hard putting the money on a bank on a, a bona fide baby face, like a white me baby face, because yeah. if they if they get that win, but it's like a steal, kind of like an Eddie Guerrero steal, then it, it's a bit like, oh, but did he do it? Though? Like, is, is that what he would do? I think mm. the likes of Dolph Ziggler, he was kind of transitioning from the heel Into to a baby, a baby face, face yeah. and it was, conti- it was it was pushing a specific way as, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm. Same with Brian when he, um, I think he cashed on Big Show. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Do you remember that? And uh, and, it, and Big Show kept saying to him, take your chances. So he took his chance on Big Show. Like, mm. the story evolved from that. But for someone like Cody, it, it, the only way it would work would be the same way that it worked with Cena. Like Cena said, I'm putting it yeah, on the line. That's exactly it. Because it's honourable for it. Because like, yeah. Cody is that character. He wouldn't, yeah take a shortcut 100% Stop. yeah I, th- I think if if what Andy's saying does happen then it will be like what you've just said there it'll be Cody kind of um putting it forward and laying the challenge down sort of thing and saying this is the date be there <laughs> you know like that, that kind exactly. of thing but um and that's better than the rumble win for me yeah but it's still like I, I think the money in the bank still needs to somehow involve um the world heavyweight or um, you know, something more to do with the judgment day. Again, not saying I want to split up anytime soon, but hey, he's going to have that contract for a, 
up to a year. So we've still got yeah. until what June? It was the first of July, weren't it? So we've still got mm-hmm. up until then. So uh, hopefully there's a, a lot more in the tank for uh, send your money in the bank. Um, that rhymed and it was not intended, Great. but there we go. Um, you thought you tuned into a podcast. You've turned into a rap battle. Right. Let's uh, let move on to um, another story now is that we've just got the return uh, of TNA wrestling, or it's been announced at least. Oh, of course, at Hard to Kill 2024, uh, January the 13th, I believe they will be rebranding officially uh, as mm-hmm. TNA Wrestling. Who, of course, I'm referring to Impact Wrestling. That's confusing history, Rob. Uh, the the naming I, I made jokes about years back when TNA or Impact or Global Force Wrestling Superstar mm-hmm. Challenge wasn't quite uh, my bag. But I gotta say, in the past year or so. And we keep saying it on this channel. They've really started to kind of, um, you know, kick up a fuss and make people turn their way. And um, we've done uh, some articles on the Rebellious Noise website. So if you haven't checked them out already, please do at rebnoise.com. That's R-E-B-N-O-I-S-E.com about uh, the change into TNA. And, uh, of course, about their UK tour, which they're about to get underway on here uh, in Old Blighty very, very soon. Sadly, uh, we are unable to attend. Um, we we did have the opportunity to do some press, but uh, other commitments uh, sadly got in the way. But, of course, wish them nothing but luck and really can't wait to see uh, what happens. I know our, our friends in the industry uh, over on uh, WrestleSphere will be covering this. I know Sam's going to, uh, I believe it might be the Coventry sh- show. So if you want to kind of learn more about that, then check out uh, their work on uh, WrestleSphere. But anyway, uh, bringing it back to Impact and just kind of the hype train they're on at the moment mate i think it's just been incredible i think they've really capitalized on so much that was kind of working out their way online they were getting quite a bit of a buzz the impact 1000 things uh you know tanae and west going into the hall of fame like it's all nostalgia based at the right time and scott demore did a um q a earlier today mm. and he was basically answering some questions from the media and talking about of course what what people want to know you know the six-sided ring and uh, the championships and we're going to get to that in just a moment but you know i think they've cashed in uh to use a wrestling pun uh at the right time because yeah. this nostalgia has been bubbling under the surface for tna and they're talking about how wrestlers have grown up wanting to be in tna not impact wrestling and i, I saw a great point that scott demore made was that um they had to steady the ship as impact wrestling and now it's time basically to turn back into tna and we can focus on the good things about tna not the messy times with G- global force and trying to go head to head with monday night raw and all that kind of awkward changeover um i've actually been listening to jeff Jarrett's podcast recently in, in the kind of building of tna and he said on the third episode of that he basically said he's, he thinks tna died the, the day they signed hogan that's another podcast for another day but i do see where he's coming from from in the sense that that was a different TNA. And I think all the nostalgia now is for that TNA, that pre-Hogan Bischoff era TNA. And not just them. I'm not trying to paint them as just bad guys because there were some interesting things in what they did as well. But essentially from then on, TNA didn't feel like the same company. So going backwards and trying to recapture what was good about TNA. And I think at a time where people are ready to enjoy and embrace that nostalgia, I think it's a fantastic move. What are your thoughts uh, overall, mate, on the return to TNA? Oh, mate. Um, I'm so excited. I am so excited. I watched Bound for Glory and uh I mean I don't know how much you've seen. Obviously, I know you probably read like the, the re- like, recaps and reviews and things like that. What a what a pay-per-view. Like from start to finish, honestly, it was so good. Um the uh, the what was I gonna say the Osprey match Osprey match. 
if that doesn't get if Meltzer doesn't give that a five star or a six star or whatever, then he's absolutely <laughs> whatever the going rate is these days. Yeah, <laughs> man, it, it was so good. Just everything about it, the pay per view from start to finish, like mm. it, the timing was right for me. Honestly, I would give if I was gonna give it anything, it'd be like an eight, solid eight out of ten, nine out of ten. Wow, like it was just so enjoyable. Like the fans mm. wanted it. The big finish at the end with the promo for TNA, uh, Scott Diamore doing that passionate promo mm. uh, in the ring after just everything about that was just phenomenal. Um, speaking of uh, when you're going to talk about contracts, um, so PCO uh, has yeah. re-signed. So he's a, is he officially the first person to now re-sign with a TNA contract? As TNA, yeah. You know what? Interesting that you should say that because again, on the stop Scott Diamore thing, I, I was watching earlier. He basically said how like um, like there are people there who are like, I always wanted to be a TNA knockout, you know, <laughs> like, and, and they're yeah. like, you're now officially, all these newer guys that have come into to impact wrestling for the past, you know, four or five years, they're now TNA wrestlers who kind of maybe Good thought, ah, I wish it kind of, you know, everybody's excited about this rebranding. And, and like yeah. I say, I think it come at the end of what's being received as a, a very, very good pay-per-view uh, with Bound for Glory. It's... And um, yeah, I, I'm just glad they're kind of kicking up that fuss, as I said earlier on. It makes me laugh because I was checking Twitter and people were like, oh, people, no one watches TNA. It's just a thing for get fans back. And But you realize that it was num- TNA, what impact before they'd done a TNA thing was trending like it, on yeah. Twitter. It was trending yeah. on Twitter, number one. And then they'd done this TNA thing. Then TNA was trending on Twitter, number one. Yeah. Like there is a buzz around them. They've been quietly, turning, Scott Gilmore said, they've been quietly just. Digging at the surface, getting mm. their stuff together, getting a level, getting the right people in, you know, from PCO to Will Osprey to Jordan Great. Like, there's so many people. Trinity recently joined uh, the match with her and Mickey James. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a spot when we throw back to Mickey James from like, 2005 or six against Trish. Um, if you know the part I'm on about. Um, <laughs> like, it's just little things like that, man. It, the, the whole thing that just, they are buzzing right now. I think. Mm. It's controversial, but I'm going to say I don't want to look at it as competing with WWE, AEW, and all that mm. rubbish. Uh, it annoys me, but mm. I will say the buzz that we've got right now for TNA feels like the same buzz that we had when AEW was first coming out. It is interesting, man. Like they've capitalized so well. Like you say, what Scott Demore said about kind of just quietly going about their business and then now they're ready to kind of flip that switch, it seems. I'm really excited. For, like, this is the most excited I've been for this company, whatever you want to call it, in a long time. And it, that mm. has been building for the last, again, like I say, year, especially last six months, getting more and more intrigued, intrigued in what they were doing. The fact that they were coming back over here to the UK, uh, not just because I'm biased, but just because that kind of shows intent and shows kind of regrowth. Because, you know, they are still in smaller venues and stuff like that, but they're announced that they're trying to do bigger stuff now. I think getting a new lick of paint is going to do the world of good for them as well. Um I think the impact branding, like that changing over to that was kind of, they tried to move away from the kind of TNA boy kind of, you know, meant um, the double and a tundra, as they say. But um, I, I like now it's not about that. Now it's just about a nostalgia for that company. And I understood when they moved the company over to just impact wrestling. But when was that? 2012 or something like that. Um, yeah they moved over to just being called impact and I got it because of the show was impact. But now they're trying to be like TNA and impact are going to be two different things. Like TNA is the company impact is the show. And that's how it used to be. So really excited to see how that kind of 
comes to fruition in 2024. Um, just a few kind of things to mention from that Q&A I mentioned a moment ago from Damore. The big questions, of course, are, I think, the six-sided ring yep. and the titles. Mm-hmm. So essentially what he said about the six-sided ring was no. It's not coming back, which is a shame. I think visually it is fantastic. But as a lot of people have been reporting lately, you talk to any wrestler and they'll say, no, it's uncomfortable to work with. And he was basically saying, look, you might love the six-sided ring, but what do you love more? Your your ring or your wrestlers being healthy and putting on a good show, essentially. And I think when you put it like that, it's kind of hard to argue. Now, I love the six-sided ring. I think it did separate them. I think it did. That's part of the nostalgia for me. You know, I think it is great visually and even interesting what they can do in the ring and stuff like that. Certain wrestlers. I would like to see the six-sided ring brought back for one-off shows, you know, maybe special occasions, you know, like kind of an old school night or something like that. Or just like, you know, like how they used to have lockdown and stuff like that, where it was all cages. Yeah, yeah. Overkill and WWE would end up doing the same sort of thing as well. But, you know, a ring won't change too much. So I think just a one-off is the way I'd personally like to see the six-sided ring be repurposed again. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, six-sided ring? Uh, do you know, uh, I, again, I think it's not TNA without a six-sided ring. I agree. I honestly do agree. But every person that spoke about it and reported about it said, the ring's too tight. There's not enough give. It's mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, they they realized how how less impact it had. Excuse the pun on <laughs> on like how much more of an impact it had on them. Whereas compared to when they went back to the four sided ring, um, Jordan Grace on Twitter, yeah, actually put someone said it's not if it's if it's not a six sided ring, is it really TNA? And she replied mm. with, "Do you all want us to have long careers or a six sided ring?" Which exactly the point, like. TNA is back. You're not getting everything about it because we're not yeah. getting Abyss and AJ Styles. Yeah, 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 good like, point. We're not getting it. But yeah. yes, yes, there's parts of it I'd love to see. You know, I'd love to see another lethal lockdown. The TNA with like the X Division and the, yeah. the wires going to go. And we can still kind of get that. But mm. you have to put their their body, their health, their well being, their career. Yeah. That comes first. Then you worry about a ring because. They're yeah. already throwing themselves at a damn floor as it is. What, yeah. what do you want them to hurt themselves even more? Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? So, like, I the six sided ring, four sided ring, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, so, I, same. I, I, I think care. when you when you balance it out like that, you think you know what? I'm gonna have to just deal with it. You know, let's just swallow it and take the, take the four sided ring. But again, if if they can do the six sided as a one off where it isn't going to impact them again, pun, uh, but not mm-hmm. too badly, then I'd be happy to see that at least. Yeah. Or even a match. I mean, a match would be difficult to set up six-sided for one match, but I think it should be used in some way if if they can do it safely. Um, but other than that, yeah, four-sided, ah, well, you know, like you say, it's not the same TNA anyway. It's a new version of TNA, which is, you know, a mixture of what, yeah, what, what impact has been lately and, um, you know, the old branding of TNA in some ways. Even the logo is not the exact same logo. It's a rework yeah. version of that original logo as well. So um, interested to see that. Another interesting point was the titles, of course. They're going to have to put mm. TNA on their titles either way. Uh, and uh, Scott Demore was asked basically what you're going to do with these titles. So basically said it's going to have all new championship belts. And he was kind of saying, look, we've heard the fans, some belt, some people like this belt, some people like that belt. But essentially what he was saying was like, we're going to have to get new ones and you're going to see what they're going to look like soon. Um, but they said that 
if they were to flip the switch today, those champions would be the TNA champions. They're not starting again. They're not doing tournaments or vacating the titles. So I respect if it was Exactly. If it was flipped today, Trinity would be the knockouts champion, TNA knockouts mm. champion. You know, Alex Shelley would be the uh, TNA world heavyweight champion, which I think is what they should do. I know this yeah. is tempting to do this. And ironically, again, listening to Jeff Garrett's um, kind of piece uh, on, on the early days of TNA recently um, on my world is if that podcast needs a plug over ours. But there you go. That's where I listened to it. Um, he was basically saying that they when they had the NWA TNA uh, titles at the time, uh, they did uh, start all over again, but essentially because they, they'd won a new champion in Ken Shamrock and they didn't want who had the title at the time and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but essentially they did go about it that way. But that was a brand new company. So I kind of get a bit more there. But I am glad, as, as it seems you are as well, mate, that they are kind of just, just putting a new lick of paint on it, essentially. I mean, when WWF became WWE, <laughs> yeah. still the same champions. So if you're going to bitch complain about it, hey, it happened ages ago. Yeah. You know, like, if it happened in another company and you are absolutely fine with it, so don't start moaning now. Like, it just yeah. annoys me with that sort of thing. But, look. Yeah, let's just, let's just be happy with what we it's got, It's a man. positive thing, man. Like, we've got another, a, another wrestling company. I say another. It's always been there. But we yeah. have a wrestling company now that's like, it's our turn. Like, it's, it's yeah, our yeah, turn yeah. to actually yeah. like, get ourselves on the map. So, I mean, and I don't like a brand warfare. I hate it. It's more wrestling for us. Mm. There's things that I don't like in every single company. Yeah. Right? So, and I think it's always going to be that way. But at what, where does this sit? Like, is, is this in the position of it's equivalent to NXT? Is this an equivalent to AEW? Is it mm. a, a Raw and SmackDown level? Like, I'm intrigued to see where they go. Because, yeah, you know, like, where, where are they going to kind of fit themselves in? Obviously... What night are they going on? Are they getting a new TV deal? All that stuff mm. still to come out. So I, it's, it's just such a buzz about it. And I'm so glad that we're, I mean, we've got WWE. Now we've got AEW. And kind of now we rehab TNA. Yeah, yeah we have. Like, yeah, it's, it's like you say, it's, it's been there. But like, it is, it feels different. Like something has felt different about mm. like how many for the past year anyway, as we said. But I think, you know, are they going to be pushing for that second spot? You know, it. You know, like they say they're going to start going for bigger venues and stuff like that. And I think this is a really, really key time for TNA because they're going to have a lot of eyes on their brand that haven't been on their brand either before because they were too young to really watch TNA or haven't been on there for a long time. Like I've been, again, up until this past year, I hadn't paid much attention to Impact for a while. Um, yeah. But they've made me turn my head and I and like it was, it's been going further and further. And then, you know, you put TNA in I... front of me. I'm fully, you know, I'm fully on board. Honest, so. I mean, we've been talking about it on the pod for about a year. And like, we'll say, oh, we'll talk about TNA. And we kind of don't. Yeah. Like, or impact at that point. And we, we haven't really. And it feels like this is the first time we've actually had a bit of a discussion mentioning TNA. Mm. And, um, you know, we may be you know, able to do a watch along or for the next year when they do like a cross, when they'll be crossing the line, bound for, like, bound for glory or something like that. If, if we're able to do like an old one and discuss that in comparison, yeah, I'd like love to. Able the to thing do... is, man, recently I've I've really had this urge. See, they they kept, they're doing this at the right time because I've because uh, they've and they've played it so wisely again with Impact One Thousand, the Hall of Fame, you know, all coming in the last kind of few months. Um, 
I've had this real urge to talk about old TNA and watch old TNA. And I've just been thinking, like, how can we do it? Like, how can we fit in? Like you say, like, do we do it around the Slammiversary? Do we, you know, like, it kind of feels a yeah. bit different, not really the same company anymore. But now they're like, no, that's us. Like, we're embracing who we were. Um, the good stuff, at least. And I'm I'm all for it. And I think, yeah, this yeah. is a great opportunity for, for fans, uh, media like ourselves, to kind of be able to plug ourselves back into TNA um, and kind of, like I guess heal those wounds, do you know what I mean? Because it like mm. you've got to be honest, man. Like it went to you know, I'll censor yeah. myself, but like it really did. Um yeah. but hey, things are turning a corner, it seems, but they've got to be careful yeah. again, because they're gonna get a lot of eyes on them now. Like, and you know what it's like, even with these company fanboys against each other already, where they're like, Oh, show me what you got. Oh, look, I can't believe you did this, and uh you've got a uh pc and they ain't got a pc and moaning about the stupidest stuff like there there's always going to be that but this is a real always. opportunity to take genuine wrestling fans and turn them back into tna fans and that's what i'm looking forward to and i, I really hope it does happen uh but yeah looking forward to seeing more of that um now an interesting person to talk about is someone you've touched yeah. on already there is uh someone that appeared at bound for glory and that's will osprey um now will osprey's contract of course is coming up soon with new japan and this has been a talking to- topic for a, a kind of i guess the last few months anyway but now that we're getting closer to the date it was always going to pick back up um he's flirting with a lot of companies he was at all in with aw and uh faced chris jericho i was fortunate enough to be there in person so a fantastic matchup between the two there that was great um he's done a number of good interviews online that have kind of i think healed some wounds as far as uh, mm-hmm. people, you know people's kind of perspective uh perception of him i should say and he's been doing good work in the japan don't get me wrong and the kind of wwe question has been coming up lately as well then he appears in impact was recently quoted saying you know i always wanted to be a tna fan i've seen plenty of interviews of him back in the day when we had the wrestling channel over here in the uk and uh like i'm sure uh, a lot of us did he was watching the six month out of date tna shows that we were getting at the time and uh and i know that's how he kind of got into wrestling was through tna believe it or not um yeah. so could that be his permanent home could i think the best thing for Osprey to do is to do wherever he goes is the temporary deal. Um, what's your thoughts on the Osprey situation? Uh, look, I I think it, it, it's either one or two things. If it goes to AEW, he fits in at AEW, right? That that's just a given because of their their style of wrestling, what they do, and all that yeah. stuff. I think the same could be said if we went to TNA. Because it's that same... I mean, the match that you had on Val for Glory shows that. If you go WWE, their style is different. It's, it's, mm. it's tight art. It's, it's watered down. They don't want to get injured. Uh, Osprey's already said like he's 30. His body already feels banged up. So I don't know. I mean, look, this is how I've got to look at it. If you go to AEW, we get dream matches there. If you go mm. to WWE... We also get dream matches there. Yeah, if we yeah. go TNA, he he could be the new AJ Styles of TNA. Like, oh, there yeah. is potential. Yeah. There. Imagine That's him being the TNA's. Like, he's TNA, Mister yeah. TNA's now. I mean, that like, is the, so the, the draw that TNA have at the moment. Because we've, we've talked quite a bit about TNA already, but I think the draw for TNA is that someone could go there and be their star. It's like when like a football team. 
make someone their captain to get them to stay. And they're like, yeah, we could build the team around you. Stay like we're, we're making, you know, moves here sort of thing. We're going to be building, pushing up the table. I feel like that is what the position that TNA have. Now, whether or not some wrestlers want that, because they might think, yeah, you know what? I'd rather be like a little bit further in the background, but have a bigger payday and have a bigger stage essentially, and maybe be able to get to the top of that space. Or do you want to go right to the top and, you know, we'll strap the rocket to you and you've got the, you've got the company on your back. And like you say, that could be an opportunity for AJ. Well, the new AJ Styles, as we're calling them now, uh, Will Osprey, uh, which I think he'd, he'd like the uh, kind of comparisons. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, uh, being such a big fan, but yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Ed, I'm not, I'm not, obviously we're not saying that Will Osprey, he's just AJ Styles. <laughs> no, no, of course not. He really isn't. But AJ Styles was TNA. That, that was it. Yeah. Until he left, he was TNA. Um, yeah. You know, like through and through, Osprey could be that. Like, because mm. I mean, if you talk about WWE as in the face of the company, we've had The Rock, we've had Cena, we've had Austin. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, at the moment, probably I would say Cody, LA Knight, mm. kind of floating around. Seth is floating around. There's a lot of names. If you go AEW, boy, there's a lot of names. Too many. Yeah. Right. And it just feels like there's too many. There isn't a definitive face for AEW. And I, I, and I really, and I say this nicely, Osprey's not going to be that person. Mm. Like, he just isn't. But TNA, there is a lot of potential. You know, there's, there yeah. isn't someone really there as an ultimate, ultimate baby face that's the, the main person of this company. Yeah. So if he signs, he sets himself up to be that person. Because they're not going to yeah. sign him and then sleep on him. I think so, it's... It'd be somewhat similar to, again, this is, we're not comparing directly here, but somewhat similar to CM Punk being the face of AEW when he first showed up. Because yeah. it, it'd be clear, like, you haven't had a star like this before. You've got XWWE guys, you've got big guys from the indies, and you've made some stars, but you haven't had a CM Punk. And I think it'd be the same for Osprey. Yes, they've had these stars in the past. have had Kurt Angle, uh, Kevin Nash, you know, Booker T. They've, they've had big stars in the past, and even the ones they made. But in this new era in the past five, six years, Osprey would be the biggest star. And yes, he's wrestled there a few times again, just a few days ago as well. And just in a few days here in the UK, he's going to be wrestling for him again. But yeah, to, to kind of pin himself down, I think will be interesting. His, his contract comes up in uh, February, I believe. He's mm. now being represented by Barry Bloom, who's uh, done a lot of these negotiations for big guys uh, over multiple companies as well. So that's an interesting uh, piece of news that broke recently, of course, but um I believe that's been the case since around August. So AEW have been aware of that as well. But they are another kind of company where they're kind of, you know, hat, you know, in the race or whatever kind of phrase you want to use. I, I think I've butchered that, but there we go. Um, hat in the ring. What am, I, what am I trying to say? The point is uh, AEW want to try and get him as well. And then WWE are going to want to try and get him. Now, if I was Will Ospreay, right, this is what I would do, right? Yeah, go on. Depending on what each company offer, you know, it's going to change. But on the surface, I would personally go because it's always been this chat that he doesn't want to move to America and he don't want to do WWE full time. But like, how could you say no to how could you not wrestle in WWE once? Like feels like the kind of thing that I think a lot of wrestlers are going to feel. So if I was him, I would go to WWE for a little bit. I do the main season of WrestleMania to SummerSlam or something like that. And then just lock it down as a six month contract or something like that limited and stuff like that if they really want you to do something with you and then obviously WWE might think we ain't letting you go after that what you, you know so they might not allow it either but you, he is the hottest free agent about to be anyway 
in the entire wrestling world. And that alone, we've seen in the past, is enough to make WWE go, you're mine. You know, they've I done mean, it before. They've so, done it with AJ Styles. <laughs> exactly. So I think, I think he should go to WWE for a few months. And then after that, this is a like it's too simple me putting the lights, don't get me wrong. But I, I would go to, to TNA because and then be a star of TNA and use that rub I've got from WWE to help TNA further. Because he's in my opinion, as much as I do enjoy AW, I think he will be lost in the shuffle. They're rebuilding themselves and he's done that. Like he's that's the good thing about AEW is that loads of stuff like Okada's there this week, right? But mm-hmm. the bad thing about AEW in some ways, is that when it comes to signing them up, it might work against you where people go, I've done that, you know, I've been there. But it might work in your favor because like people have been backstage and they go, you know what, this is decent. When I'm free, I'm coming here. So it could work either way. But if I was Osprey, I think I'd be, knowing his history, I'd feel like I'd want to do WrestleMania season and then I'd want to go to TNA and be the man uh, in the company that I fell in love with as as a youngster when I was getting into wrestling. I, I think that would be a good route for him. Um, but hey, I'm not saying if he went to AEW, I wouldn't enjoy it or that he wouldn't have a good time either. I'm just saying on the surface, those two options, uh, if you could do that within a year, I think that'd be fantastic. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, look, whatever his decision is, obviously that's that's the one he makes. So what, and Obviously, we want the best decision for him, his family. You know, But he has said he's open to move into America. Like he stated that, uh, well, the interview on on the Metro said he's willing to relocate. And he said, even though we've just spent loads of money on doing up our kitchen, Mm. me and the (laughs) missus have had a conversation and we're willing to move to America, like relocate. Right. So, see, that wasn't really on the table before, was it? So, that's, uh, so, yeah. I mean, it opens up a lot of doors. My thing would be someone like Osprey, I. I don't want to say he gets lost quickly because he definitely doesn't, but I would love to see him. And it, it sounds really cheeky, but I would love to see him do something with WWE just to Mania, right? As you said, Mania to Mania. And then the minute he finishes at Mania, he leaves, the contract's done. Then, for example, he's able to go to AEW, do something at AEW, and then by December, for example, is in mm. TNA. That way, he's, yeah. he's the only person to wrestle for all three companies within one calendar year. <laughs> yeah. Because that's such yeah. a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I think that, you know, the ball's in his court, you know. I think, mm. I think he can, I think he could get away with that. Um, but he might want to just tie himself down to one of these companies and just be done with it, you know, like, uh, it'd be interesting. And of course, you mentioned just a moment ago the Metro article, uh, and I would suggest checking it out. Of course, friend of the channel, uh, Alison McGeorge, uh, got that exclusive. Uh, and of course, big fan of his work. He's been on the channel before on our build up show. So uh, please go and support him over there uh, on the Metro's uh, wrestling section by uh, checking out that, in, in, you know, really interesting article about Osprey and his mm. future. Um, as you say, though, you know, doing up his kitchen, but willing to to kind of move to America. If, if you move to America, you can keep your place over here as a holiday home, you know, Is don't that, get me wrong. I think you if, know what uh, makes me laugh? If you've got that kind was, of money, it'll work out. I was reading it, when I read the interview, it was just things he was saying. I was like, he's such a British guy. He's like, <laughs> done the, I've just spent money on the kitchen and uh, he's like, speaking to the missus. You know when you Yeah, think, could you imagine reading like, an article? <laughs> yeah, if you imagine like, I don't know, 
I, I don't want to name names, but certain like American wrestlers, I can't imagine reading their articles and it coming across like that as well, using that kind of. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? But it, yeah, it's just it's just one of us. That's what yeah, it's... not just the terms, but even just saying, yeah, I've just done the kitchen. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. No, a big fan of Osprey and his work, of course. And I, mm. I do, as you say, uh, hope the best for him. And not only that, I've got to be greedy with it, mate. I'm going to say it. I hope it's the best for wrestling fans as well. Not just for him and his family and the companies he's going to make a lot of money for, but us as wrestling fans. And I think there's potential in each of those companies. And the other one, of course, that we haven't really thought about is staying on at New Japan as well. So um, he's done it, hasn't he? He's, I think that's, that's the, the issue. Yeah. It'd be a big loss for them. It really will. Um, yeah, I think the only thing that kind of opens the door for that would be, let's say he goes AEW, he could do... The he can always Japan. go back. The thing, yeah. the thing with AEW, you're signed to them, but it's not like a... It's a bit more solely open. to AEW. You yeah. can do like... You can do couch, uh, other indie shows and, yeah. and things like that. So, yes, that works in his favour. But at the same time, mm. if you're just dedicated to one show and then you really put the grind in and it builds even more with you and it's on your back, it shows that you're a leader, yeah, and it, you're you're the brand. So that makes you even more hot profit. You know, is he can't so, even say to TNA, "Look, I'm going to go do this, and I'll be with you in a few months." Because the thing is, at the end of that WWE run, if he did have hypothetical short run, he could love it so much that he ain't leaving, and he signs an extension. You know, so. But I just think he's such. He's got so much about him that he might be able to swing a temporary kind of, uh, you know contract that is you know three to six months or something like that so yeah. if you just see where he ends up looking forward to it of course we'll be covering it here on the already nice pro wrestling channel as i mentioned earlier Ron, we've got content coming up very soon uh on wwe's crown jewel we'll be having our prediction and preview episode on this very uh youtube channel if you're listening for the first time uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure you subscribe and you'll be getting mm. it in your feeds there as well. What you will only get on the YouTube channel, though, is... Oh, and our Twitch, of course, <laughs> is uh, uh, the build-up show, which we like to do uh, on the night of a PLE. We'll get yourselves and ourselves hyped up for the show, uh, talking about all the latest breaking news and things like that going into the show, talking about set reveals and stuff like that. All the fun stuff on the night of a PLE. Now, it is... As we mentioned earlier on, going to be on at a relatively decent time for us in the UK. We always love uh, covering the Saudi shows because it means we can stay up late enough to do a watch along. Now, we do watch the shows live, but uh, it doesn't always work out as far as going live because we are absolutely shattered when they're on the UK times. Uh, but this PLE will be on at a reasonable time. So we'll be doing a watch along for that as well. So stick with us on the Rebellious Nice Pro Wrestling channel if you want to see our kind of thoughts as the show is going along and then straight after that we'll be hitting you with a live instant reaction review as well and hopefully some more uh, content surrounding uh, crown jewel as well so um if you haven't already please subscribe as i mentioned a moment ago uh, find us again on spotify and apple Podcasts if you haven't signed up there as well and of course i know a lot of people uh, don't watch podcasts they just want to listen so if you've had a friend you wanted to get into the show before uh now's your chance if they are someone that likes to listen to podcasts in their car or on their way to sleep or anything like that um rather than on their way to sleep you're right that's what i do i listen to certain (laughs) podcasts in bed to to kind of get to sleep which makes them sound boring they're not it's just it kind of helps um but anyway um it's been really good chatting wrestling with you again rob it's uh again uh, a Tuesday night for us here in the UK. Uh, we're going to try our best uh, to to hit you more of these kind of 
kind of uh, podcasts that just kind of jump all over the place for the kind of the latest news and uh, opinions and things like that, rather than just mm-hmm. doing coverage of PLEs as well. We're going to be trying to yep. cover more uh, TNA and AEW within that as well. And of course, continuing our extensive coverage of WWE. Um, we mentioned earlier on the Impact Tour coming here to the UK. Uh, of course, uh, WWE are here at the UK uh, in the UK as well. This weekend, they'll be uh, at Wembley uh, Arena uh, and we'll have representatives from the uh, Rebellious Most crew heading down there as well. Thankfully, uh, invited uh, along for the ride. So we'll be there on Sunday, I believe, to uh, to kind of cover that show as well. So that'd be a fun one. Uh, stick right here on the channel. I'm sure uh, next week we'll have uh, a few things to say about that house show. It's always interesting to go to a house show. As much as I like televised events and PLEs and stuff like that, house shows, as you said earlier on, Rob, uh, are quite interesting because you get to see certain wrestlers try out new things, whether that be a move set or in a tile or just kind of... Uh, you know, sharpening up some chemistry with an act before we see it on TV as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what WWE uh, kind of throw our way uh, at Wembley uh, this weekend. But anyway, is there anything you want to say before we get out of here, Rob? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just excited for TNA to come back. You know, um, Me too, I'm man. Debating, I'm debating about getting Impact Plus just to get myself like more hype. Like, yeah. like, it's, it's cheap as well, you know. Um, I'm, I'm debating it, you know. <laughs> I, I really am. If, if I do, then uh, if yeah, you do, I'll... then you've got to, you've got to be our TNA correspondent. You've got to, you can't Call just. Uh, I was watch your... I was so giddy watching Bound for Glory, like yeah. I really was. I felt like the first time I'd watch wrestling again. I know that sounds proper strange. Wow, I was so excited, like so wow. excited. That's a big so, claim, uh, man. That's a big claim. No, I'm glad to hear it. And this, as we said earlier on just really excited to see what they can do in the next few months. It's going to be an interesting time for them, but it's an interesting time for wrestling, man. Like, you know, what's ring of honor do it's still in its early stage of being owned by Tony Khan. What does AEW do after kind of moving away from its troubling uh, year it had, Um, you know, now we're kind of getting into, you know, new, new kind of pastures for them as well. Uh, WWE, there's changes there with TKO and uh, we're about to get into flipping uh, Survivor Series before you know it. We're on the road to WrestleMania after Royal Rumble as well. So it's a really interesting time to be a wrestling fan. Um, Great talking wrestling with you once again, Rob. Uh, Thank you to everyone that's watched us live or on demand or on our audio feed, as we mentioned earlier on. Uh, We have been a Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling podcast on the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling channel on YouTube. And uh, we'd love it if you would subscribe and uh, if you join us for our next stream, as I mentioned earlier on, we'll be covering Crown Jewel with our predictions and preview next week. Uh, and uh, we'll also be back for the build-up show and our review shows as well. But anyway, I've been Scott. This one's been Rob. And we'll see you on the next one. Welcome to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Channel. On this channel, we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle. We will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year, as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names. There will also be live show reviews, in-depth features, and podcasts. So make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action.